Hi everyone, I'm Juliette and welcome back to Love Stories Radio. This is a podcast where we answer all your wedding questions, those that you sent us and those that you didn't. If you're listening to this podcast, I have a hunch you're here because you're planning your wedding or you're in a wedding and you want to know the answers to the questions that everyone else is thinking or maybe that you haven't even thought of yet. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a few pointers on other episodes to listen to if you're new here. Episode 9 is our most listened to show, so that's a good place to start. We discuss what to do if you don't love your engagement ring. Yikes. Episode 27 is another popular one where we talk about the best thing to wear under your wedding dress. If you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or pose it in our Slack group for brides and wedding pros, which you can join at bit.ly slash lstbslack. But it doesn't stop there. Watching real weddings on lovestoriestv.com is the best and the most fun way to plan your wedding. Search and filter tens of thousands of real wedding videos to find the ideas, products, and pros you need for your wedding. Already know your venue? Watch videos of real weddings that happen there to learn about and research other pros who have worked at that same location. Are you comparing two wedding planners? Watch videos of real weddings they planned to get a sense of their work. Need vow inspiration? We got that too. Watching real wedding videos are literally the best way to get ideas for your own speeches, vows, and toasts. If you can't find what you're looking for on lovestoriestv.com, get in touch with us. Send us an email at questions at lovestoriestv.com with your ask and we'll guide you to the best videographers, florists, cake makers, planners, hashtag creators, you name it, we got it. Welcome to the show, Megan. I'm so excited to have you as our guest today to discuss all things social media. Obviously, this is a topic near and dear to my heart. Um, For our listeners, Megan DeWheelie Beaver is the founder and social media lead of Hitch with a Hashtag. Hitch with a Hashtag is a social media wedding planning company, and they are a member of our love club, which means they are vendors that we promote a whole lot and really recommend that you check out for your own wedding. So Hitch with a Hashtag specializes in creating and taking on a social media strategy for your wedding. We're going to tell you what that means. So all you have to do is enjoy the time with your loved ones, and they'll take care of posting and everything else. So thank you, Megan, for joining us. Oh, Rachel, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. First of all, tell me a little bit about, you know, what Hitched with a Hashtag is and does. I think people could hear your name and be like, oh, great, this is someone I can hire to make my wedding hashtag, which I believe you would help people with, but you do a whole lot right. more. So why don't you tell everybody, you know, about what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. And and you're exactly right on the money. Wedding hashtags are certainly uh, right within our wheelhouse. And I have a awesome partner who, whose name is Jess, who I work with, who is a brilliant writer. And she kind of is the queen of all things wedding hashtag uh, related. But that's kind of just the start. So when we think about social media and weddings, um, and when you hear social media wedding planner, you know, you kind of scratch your head a little bit because it's not super understood right away. Uh, We're not a planner. We are not a photographer, but what we like to think of ourselves as is your social media wedding photographer. So we essentially start working with you all the way through up your engagement. So helping you get a hashtag so you can start sharing photos of your planning process, um, 
when you ask your bridesmaids to be with you or uh, for your engagement party or a bachelorette, you have that, uh, that piece of the social puzzle to help start with. And then we're with you all the way through onto the day. So we'll be on site to take care of your iPhone photos uh, as you're getting ready and all the way through your ceremony and reception so that if you so choose, you can have an unplugged ceremony so that the rest of your guests can just sit and enjoy. And instead of seeing 75 iPhones uh, in your in your line of sight or in your beautiful uh, professional photos, we are the one iPhone that just kind of blends into the background. Um, and then to close that loop, we actually uh, work as a PR side of the house as well, where we will uh, essentially submit your weddings to Martha Stewart Weddings, Style Me Pretty, Over the Moon, all of that good stuff. So that if you want your wedding featured on one of those publications, we take care of this entire submission process for you. So we like to think of ourselves as the as like a full suite, uh, full service social media wedding planning um, company. Um, featured on Love Stories TV too, right? A hundred percent. Well, we just kind of consider you guys family, so... <laughs> Um, I love it. I mean, I think the way I describe it to other people is like, it's sort of like something that was available only to like celebrities before, you know, know, like everybody can have access. Um, And I think a question that people ask us, you know, about working with you all is like, how do you work with the photographers um, or the photographers Mm -hmm. and sort of what does that relationship look like? Yeah, it's an excellent question. Again, as I said, we're not wedding photographers. If we wanted to be, you know, maybe we could go ahead and try to do that. It's incredibly hard to be a professional photographer. And I have friends that are, and they work so hard. I don't know if I've met uh, another hardworking group of people that work as much as, as wedding photographers do. So, and we understand that that is a massive investment, right? Like they always say, you know, you should spend the majority of your budget, um, not only on your venue, but on things that are going to sustain and are going to be keepsakes, like a video, wink, wink, (laughs) and your photography. So we never want to step on the toes of your wedding photographer. In in our world, they have the right of first refusal. They're, They're kind of there to do the big heavy lifting. We like to say that we kind of exist in those spaces where maybe the photographer is doing family group shots. And we're just kind of taking photos of the room or videos of the room as the guests are milling around cocktail hour. So we have really great working relationships with the photographers we've worked with. And I think in any relationship for vendors, as long as you're you're open and upfront from the jump, we can kind of get awkwardness and maybe questions out of the way. Um, most photographers say they kind of forget we're there because we really do just try to blend in uh, like another wedding guest and we stay out of their way um, as best we can. And, you know, of course, if that ever is not the case, you know, there's just a quick powwow. But for the most part, we let them do their thing and we try to fit in those smaller spaces Um Or for example, our photographers left around 10 o'clock because, you know, it was a huge investment. And as much as I would have loved to have had them there for the full 10 hours, it just wasn't feasible. So we were able to work something out to essentially start taking iPhone photos after that. So we we kind of fit into those in-between moments. I love that. And so let's talk a little bit about your own wedding and sort of like how Mm. you got the idea for Hitch with the Hashtag and how it, you know, how it all got started. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been working in social media marketing for the last eight or nine years, mostly for large tech companies, but essentially mostly in social media and going out to large user events or conferences and covering those for social media, essentially interviewing speakers, 
you know, interviewing attendees and guests and doing all of the behind the scenes um, goodness that people really love to see on social media. So by the time I got married, I was feeling a little hesitant and nervous because I'm a big social media user. Instagram is my life. And if you saw my screen time uh, reports that my iPhone gives out, it's a little scary, but um, I'm trying to be better about it. Uh, But I truly love that platform so, so much uh, for tons of reasons. But I I wanted to have that kind of experience for my guests and selfishly for my husband and I, so that afterwards we could kind of see um, how our wedding was experienced and, and enjoyed by you know, kind of in a more authentic and immediate way. So I actually had one of my, one a guest who was a very, very close friend and who worked um, in social with me at my last job, who wasn't a bridesmaid, but, you know, I, we kind of had her come along for the day and we walked through a shot list. And I essentially said, I just want you to be essentially taking as many photos and videos of the day as possible. And then just immediately start uploading them to my Instagram. Here's all the login information. And she actually took a beautiful photo of my husband and I during our first look. That was essentially the first photo we posted to Instagram celebrating our marriage because we weren't going to get our photos back for another six weeks or so. Um, So she really, again, blended into the background. And after getting all of those back, you know, we were even lying in the hotel room the next morning waiting to go to brunch and we were flipping through them and just cackling with laughter and like getting kind of emotional because as you know, the day really does fly by so quickly that almost 12 hours later, you're kind of looking at each other going, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so it was such a nice experience to relive it so immediately and and share that externally with you know people who I'm very close with, but we had a small wedding, so they may have not been able to come to the wedding. And I just thought this has to be a service that people offer um, to other brides and grooms, because it just seems like if you're that passionate and that invested in Instagram and social media, you're going to want this type of service and done by someone who really will act like another uh, another wedding guest or another member of your wedding party. It kind of reminds me, I know a couple of women who um, started companies a few years back, um, like Bridesmaid for Hire. And right. Was like, I can't remember the name of the other one, but it's sort of similar where it's like, it's not replacing your wedding planner by any means, right. especially not no. replacing your day of coordinator. It's just, there are little in-between things that you need and maybe it's like listen same with hitch with hashtag it's like maybe you happen to have a best friend who works in social media and is your maid of honor and isn't stressed out by doing this great right. most people don't have absolutely that. and it's the same thing with bridesmaid for hire it's like right maybe your sister is just like the most organized least stressed like best person who wants to help with everything and like maybe she's not you know what i mean and so mm-hmm. it's it's hiring a professional for those in-betweens and it is more affordable than your professional photographer or than your professional wedding planner, but they're also doing like different types of stuff. So I just think it's so smart and like so reflective of what brides want or grooms in, you know, in 2019. So I love it. So, you know, the last question before we dive into bride questions, I love to hear is like, what do you think is the most popular, um, part of your package like what out of all the things you've like listed and talked about like what is the thing that people seem to be the most excited about the day after their wedding that you did for them Mm. no matter what happens we always provide you with photos in a google photo album 24 hours after your wedding that comes standard in any of our packages where you want us on site at the wedding um 
what I've loved and glad that other brides have loved is that we also edit them. So I'm not, I'm going to kind of go through and do a first pass and, and call and look through any photos that maybe they were super blurry and I didn't realize it or um, the video you know, needed to be shortened a little bit so that it was the perfect 15 seconds for Instagram stories. Brides have really loved that we kind of take a closer look and don't just spam everything. <laughs> um, we'll certainly give them everything. And we do take tons of photos and videos, but we do a quick pass through and realize, oh, if there's a little bit of a shadow on mom's shoulder, we'll edit it out a little bit so that, you know, no matter what, they have the best possible photo that's perfectly ready for Instagram. So I think that is a nice surprise that brides get. I think they anticipate and, and even when we try to you know educate people on our services and they say, oh, well, my Aunt Susan can take it. And sure, she absolutely can. But Aunt Susan might be 10 rows back and not know how to use a preset. So she has the flash on and then the flash disrupts everything. So we just try to provide that best, the best quality possible iPhone photo so that they're turned key and you can turn right on Instagram and do them. Um, the other part of that is we have a lot of brides who want us to run their social the night of and some that just don't really care that much. They'll, they'll kind of push them out later, you know, when they want to, they just want the physical asset. So I'd say it's a bit of a tie between getting that beautiful, um, perfectly Instagram ready Google photo album. Um, and then when they look through them, seeing that they've actually been edited a little bit. And of course, if they want something a little brighter or, you know, tuned down a little on the saturation, we absolutely provide that too. Um, amazing. So, you know, I hope you guys learned a lot and, um, you can always DM love stories TV or DM hitch with the hashtag to learn more. And at the end of the episode, we'll make sure you have all the contact information and also in the show notes. Um, and also in the show notes, we're going to link to a blog post that we did with Megan about the top three reasons you need a social media coordinator for your wedding, which just talks about more of the services that she outlined here and, you know, more ideas about how you could utilize hitch with a hashtag for your wedding. Um, so let's dive into my favorite part of the pod where we go into the bride um, and couple Q&A. So these questions have been sent to us from Instagram DM, through our Slack, through our um, email. People um, also ask them like in Facebook groups that we're members of and we just see them and we're like, these questions need to be answered. Uh, we source these questions like all different kinds of places. Um, and so some of these, you know, are specifically about social media and just also as someone who has attended tons of weddings and like got married recently, like we know you're going to have great advice um, for all of these. So um, are you ready to dive in? Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the first question is, can I announce my engagement with a ring selfie? 1000%. I can't advocate for this enough. Not only is this a great way to share with friends and family and your networks that you got engaged, but it's really replacing the newspaper announcement of of yesteryears where probably our parents generation would announce something like this in the paper and you know you really wouldn't be alone wedding wire and the not run these surveys all the time and wedding wire had one a little a survey a little bit more tailored to social media and they came out that more than 60% of millennials will post their engagement to social media within a few hours so not only is it something you should do to share the awesome news and to start all of the great stuff around your wedding, but it's it's pretty trendy with uh, with people getting married. Yeah, and you guys, if you are sharing your ring selfies or your engagements, we want to feature you on Love Story TV Snapchat. So Love Story TV has a Discover channel on Snap, which means we're like on the Snapchat homepage and our stories reach millions and millions of people. So what you can do is actually, after you've posted it to Instagram, also go to Snapchat, take a selfie of your ring, 
and you publish it to our stories, which means like the shared story and just make sure to write love stories in the caption and we'll find it um, and we'll feature you and you'll get even more attention for your new engagement, your new bling. So make sure to do that. Um, okay. Question two. Everyone keeps asking for our hashtag, but we haven't even had our engagement party yet. How early do you need to create one? And any pro tips for creating a unique hashtag? It's so never And just like general tips. Yeah, it's never too early to create one. I don't want anyone to feel stressed out. I just remember from being engaged and getting engaged. I was so thrilled and just so happy. And you're kind of drunk on this excitement. And then people immediately start asking you all these questions. So I wouldn't worry about it and, and, and have it keep you up at night if there are other things you're more focused on. But some people already have some in mind by the time they get engaged because for the most part, maybe the engagement wasn't a huge surprise. They You've been talking about it. So you've started thinking up one. I would think about creating one, working with us, asking your friends and family. I love when I log on to Instagram and see people have an Instagram stories poll, you know, they have a couple that they've narrowed down. What do people, what do people think, you know, kind of crowdsourcing it a little bit. It's never too early, but I think if you just wanted to wait and have it available at your wedding alone, that's still perfectly fine. And, and I can't advocate enough for a truly unique wedding hashtag because there's nothing worse than when you think you have one and you go to check Instagram and there's 700 other photos there, it's just going to be hard for you and for your friends and family and, and, and guests to tell which photos are yours. So I would start through thinking what you want to say and what you want to have um, and try to keep it as short and sweet as possible. It's If you're taking your husband's last name or if he's taking yours or if you're creating a new last name, that's always a great place to start. Um, my partner, Jess, her she will be taking her fiance's last name, which is DeVore. And so theirs is DeVore the Marrier, mm-hmm. which is a play yeah. on the more the merrier. So where we like to start is we like to play off of puns um, because that's kind of easy or song lyrics because it's topical and you can start thinking through um, how your name would fit into it, how the date would fit into it. Um, And if you find one that you love and you're heartbroken because it's taken already, you can always throw a 19 or a 20 at the end of it um, to make it a little bit more unique. And what do you um, suggest for getting the hashtag out there? So People put it on their wedding website, um, but like on the day of the wedding, do you encourage people to like have signage um, that actually like shows the hashtag? Like, how do you make sure people know about it? Yeah, well, and the beautiful thing about weddings is that there's not there's no shortage of material, papers, uh, napkins, signs, menus, things like that, programs. So it's a nice subtle way to do it. Um, most of the weddings I've been at and that we've worked at, we've kind of recommended having it a little bit more um, subtly presented. Uh, we've seen signs. Uh, we've seen uh, one of my favorites is actually putting them on cocktail napkins. Uh, not only is it beautiful, but most people, when they grab a drink, the waiter or wait staff is going to hand them a napkin. And it's a little bit of an Easter egg. They can kind of look down and see it. Um, we had people put them on menus at the table um, or little pieces of paper just around. The DJ has said it. Um, you know, there's there's ways you can, you know, more aggressively or more subtly promote it. Um, one of the things I love the most and one of the easiest ways is just to start, um, if you're sharing your wedding planning process on Instagram, just start throwing it in the captions so people can start following along and, and start seeding early enough that that's the hashtag they want people to use. That's good advice. I love the cocktail napkin thing. That's so cute. Isn't that cute? That's what we did. And people loved it because we had on one side facts about us and then on the other side, our uh, our hashtag. So people got a kick out of it. And it wasn't that expensive. That's really cute. Okay. So the next question is, 
is it tacky to share our registry on mm. social media? I wouldn't say tacky. I am no Emily Post expert, but I would say if it's on your website, that's perfectly appropriate. Um, where we can get dicey and where things can get awkward in this 21st century social world is that it, I wouldn't. I would be careful about promoting it if you know that there are certain people that aren't going to be invited. Um, if people are missing it or aren't sure where to find it, I'm sure you could always put it in your um, put your wedding website in your bio, and then it can from there link out to your to your registry. But again, like anything on social media, any call to action, just think through the objective you're trying to get at. Are you trying to uh, to share that that's where your registry is with your friends and followers? Are you trying to get people to literally just buy gifts off the registry? Think through why you would want to share it on social media. And if you have a really good solid reason to do that, then you should absolutely do so. Um, I would just caution that you don't get answers or questions from people um, about buying you a gift if maybe they're not invited. But you know, in the world of social media, nothing's really too taboo. Um, but I would again recommend just thinking through what's the purpose behind it. And if you have a good one, then go for it. Yeah, I think it's just like, agree. It's like weird. I don't really know why you would do it. It's like, yeah, like, because then people are just going to see it who aren't invited to your wet. Like, I would, you know what, like, I would say, I think it is tacky. Like, it's weird. Like, <laughs> because people, here's the thing. People are weird about like gifting for your wedding. Of course. Yes, I know that you want what's on your registry or a lot of people just want cash. But you know what, like people took time out of their like day to in like life to like travel and spend money to come to your wedding and you have to just like act like that's all you care about even if it's not like that's a polite thing to do so I think like putting your registry too many places is like a little forward and but like more importantly what you said it's like just gonna hurt people's feelings who weren't invited right weird. Yeah. and and as a bride and I'm not sure about about you but I was getting emails and phone calls from family members asking me where it was but I said everyone, it's on the wedding website. So you also don't want to then create more questions that you're getting from people if you just are putting out the registry because people might say, well, where's the website? I want to know how to get there. So I would just I would just imagine it would create more problems than than the ones it would solve. Yeah, totally. Like people, if they can't find your website, they'll your registry, they'll reach out. For sure. Okay. Should we make a Snapchat filter for our wedding? Will our guests actually use it enough to be worth it? And can we make it match our theme? Absolutely. We love making Snapchat filters. It's one of the easiest platforms to use. Literally, you get the design file and they have Snapchat has an awesome brand kit that you just download. You can build it in uh, in Photoshop and then you upload it right away. Select your geotag. It's, I mean, you can do it in 15 minutes. Snapchat also provides some great templatized ones, but if you're looking for more of a unique experience, we can work with you to create one that absolutely matches your theme. Um, the nice thing about designing it outside of Snapchat and then uploading it so that it fits its specifications is that we can use your exact colors, um, whether or not you want it to say something or if you just want it to be the actual frame. Um, and then we'll make sure that it's um, it's perfect for your location so that when people have their location services on and are using Snapchat, they can find it. Um, we've actually found that weddings that have guests that have some college age kids love it, like absolutely get the biggest kick out of it because um, they're on Snapchat all the time anyway. So I think your guests will use it, um, especially if they're of the cohort of the people who are on Snapchat most often. Plus, unless you're getting married in a huge convention center, the cost is going to be pretty low. Uh, usually if it's a few thousand or a few hundred square feet, it's probably 
15, 20 bucks to keep it up for the length of a wedding. So if you want it, it's super easy to create and it's not that expensive to have it promoted. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not, it's not expensive. It's easy to do. I mean, the only reason I would say don't do it is like, you know, if you don't use Snapchat, like at all, at all, like it might be, even if there's going to be people there who are going to use it, like I sort of get like, why would you do that if you don't use it at all? But even if you use it like a little or casually and you know, your friends and family do like, I think do it. And again, to like plug love story TV, if you have a filter, um, like then it makes it even easier for you to submit it for us to feature you because we like look at all the wedding filters. So you can like have your wedding filter then, um, when you see people use them the next day, you can either repost them or tell your friends and family to submit it to our story and tag love stories. And then, you know, we can get you featured in, t- in front of just like tons and tons of people. So it's pretty fun. Okay. So we get this question a lot. Um, we don't want our guest phones to be in all of our wedding photos and we'd love for them to be in the moment. How do we politely ask our guests to keep their phone away? So basically it's like you want an unplugged ceremony or unplugged wedding. Like how do you communicate that to people in a polite way. Right. And th- and this might seem so crazy. We had friends who said at our reception, you know, the Instagram queen had an unplugged ceremony. What the, what the hell is that about? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we did politely ask on our programs. Uh, we had a little, a little line that said, you know, do you see those two women with cameras? We invited them. You know, we kind of asked that they are the only ones snapping during our ceremony. So we tried to keep it light and fun. Of course, we still had some family members uh, want to take photos, but I knew I had my girlfriend covering us from the iPhone perspective, which is exactly how we behave at a wedding um, here at Hitch for the Hashtag. So I completely understand that that's something people would want to do. I think you can also have your pastor, minister, just to the peace, officiant, say a little something at the top. Um, as they go and welcome people, they can make a little statement. Uh, usually, if it's said out loud, people tend to feel shamed enough to, to keep their phone away. Um, and I guess my also my recommendation would be try not to to stress out over it. If you've, put, if you've written it down or someone's made an announcement and someone still decides to do it, you just have to kind of let it go. But of course, We've had brides who work with us have written something similar saying, you know, we have a team here covering our wedding on social and they'll be sharing around the Google photos tomorrow. So like hang tight, you know, language like that. So I think there's clever ways to do it, especially with, you know, the wedding hashtag piece we talked about earlier. There's lots of menus and programs you can hide things on so that when people are waiting for the wedding to start, they're kind of perusing and taking a look at. So um, if you really want an unplugged ceremony, have a sign at the front, have your officiant say it, uh, people will get the hint. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think the most important thing you said is like, listen, if it's something you want, communicate it, but it's just like, like, think about it this way. If somebody like cares enough to take like pictures at your wedding, it's because like, they love you and they like, yeah, like for whatever reason, they want those photos. And like, it's just nice. You know what I mean? So like, I think, I think the advice you gave is perfect, which is like, right, have the officiant announce it. You can even have like a cute sign, but then just like, forget about it. You know what I mean? If it mm-hmm. happens, it happens. Like, move on. Agreed. Okay. Let's see. Um, oh, I love this one. My grandparents aren't able to travel for our wedding. Can we live stream it so they can feel like they were part of the day? Yes. I love this. So we're actually doing this for a couple later in the oh. year. Who's, um, one of the grooms, uh, it's a, it's a gay couple getting married and one of the grooms, uh, family is all from Brazil and they will not be able to fly in for the ceremony. 
And so we're actually going to Instagram live the whole thing. So they'll feel kind of like they're with us throughout the whole day. Um, So we've got a good spot in front. We're going to get all the ceremony uh, and try and get as much of the reception as possible. So that's such a lovely idea and a lovely thing to do for grandparents, family and friends, people who aren't able to come. uh, They can kind of open their laptop or their, you know, and just kind of sit and feel like they're there in the moment. And something brides and grooms have loved is that we've, have emailed separately videos to family and friends that couldn't come. So they get it uh, almost before the bride and groom do. So they again have that, that feeling of uh, that they've been included. So they don't, they don't feel FOMO. Yeah. I love that. I mean, right. You can Instagram live, you can use Facebook live, you can use YouTube live, like mm-hmm. all of those tools make it really easy to live stream. Or if you don't want it to be live because like you don't want the whole internet to be able to see it. Yeah. Literally just ask some, like ask a friend sitting in the front row, even if you have a videographer, like the videographer's not going to be able to turn it around fast enough, right? If you just want right. to share, like just have a friend sitting in the front row, like record the whole thing on their iPhone just as a video. And then, you know, you can send that to the particular family members, like after, like ask someone, ask when your friends like do it as their job. Right. Um, uh, but I love, I think that's like such a nice thing. And, um, I know this is like a weird comparison, but like a lot of funeral homes do that now. Yeah. They like live stream funerals, which is like, sounds like a weird comparison, but it is, it's just like, just cause you can't be somewhere doesn't mean you didn't like care about the person or care about the people, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What's the best way for us to see all of our guests pictures from our wedding when it's over? The best way to do this, unless you want to have a separate Google Photos album that you kind of give everyone the same login to, which can get kind of dicey, um, or try to airdrop photos, having people use the hashtag is absolutely the best way to do this. Um, Again, they're only going to be able to see the photos um, of the people whose profiles are public or that they're friends with. So sometimes you'll see you know, the total number of photos used the hashtag could be in the 100s, but you only see seven or eight of them. Uh, so maybe encourage people to have their profiles open. Or if you work with us, we essentially take care of all of that for you. So we will send around links um, to the Google Photos album so that guests and the couple can see them all at the same time. So if you want to see your guests' photos, I would recommend using the hashtag feature and then just making sure you're friends with everyone or um, if their profiles are public, then you can easily see them. Yeah, I have to say that actually I didn't, I got married in 2013 and I didn't like take too super seriously my hashtag. Like we had, we were sort of like, do we really need to do this? Like our hashtag was actually like, wedding festive palooze like we were <laughs> half joking like we like like and but everybody used it which was insane because it was like so long it was the most fun thing the next day yeah. look at all the pictures on there like I loved it and it was really funny because even despite me like not really caring about it that much everybody is sort of like trained to ask for it now so yeah. we were like asking each other and everyone was using it and it was like really fun. So I do think like, even if you are a little bit more like me and you sort of roll your eyes at it, do it anyway. Like you just come up with something. It's exactly, you know, like Megan said, like come up with something unique just so it doesn't get mixed up. But like unique doesn't even have to be clever. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course. Clever is more fun and cute, but like literally it could just be like, 
your names and the date and like the place, you know, something no one else has, like whatever, do it. Even if you're not like, um, a super social media user, you will love the next day seeing, Mm -hmm. like, I can't, I can't tell you enough that I really recommend it because, and it's just like so much easier than people always ask me, they're like, Oh, should I use one of those like apps where everybody like uploads their photo to this app? And it's like, don't make your guests work that hard. They all use Instagram anyway. (laughs) Right. Um, so I totally agree. I think it's like just so, so worth doing and, and so easy. Okay. Well, so this last question is like completely tailored to you. (laughs) I want to make sure I don't have to check my phone throughout my wedding day, but I still kind of want to post something to celebrate any advice. Well, yes, you should hire Megan. So (laughs) so maybe just like as a recap, like talk a little bit about like that's sort of like the core thing you would do. So how, you know, what kinds of things have you posted for brides like on the day and do you plan all of it out ahead of time or do you get their approvals? Like sort of how do you tackle that? Yeah. I love this question because it's definitely the biggest concern we've heard from brides. Um, We worked a wedding last November where the bride essentially said, I want you to post a photo of me in my wedding dress and have that be the first thing because it was one of her fears that uh, God love you, but Aunt Susan would post like a really crappy photo of her um, and people would see it before she kind of had the chance to put her stake in the ground and say, here I am at my wedding. So we do a lot of different things. We you know, we encourage you to keep the phone away. Um, I couldn't tell you where my phone was during my wedding. I'm surprised I even got it back. Um, But when you trust us to show you the work that we have done and the types of photos we have taken, we provide you with a shot list and we kind of talk about go, no go type of areas. So if you don't want getting ready photos, that's perfectly fine. If you want us to focus on your ceremony and your first look and then post that to Instagram, that sounds great. So we work a lot with brides ahead of time to make sure here's everything they feel super comfortable with. Here are things they feel less comfortable with and and don't really care about so that by the time it comes to turn it around and post on social, there's, there's no real need for approval in any sense because the trust is there and we, and we know um, the type of experience they want and the types of content they want shared on their Instagram. So, you know, definitely check your phone the next day. But the beauty of ours is that we can already create an Instagram highlight so that you can kind of go back through and look. Um, We've had brides and grooms create their own Instagram account using with their wedding hashtag or their new married last name. And then we will upload all of the photos there so they can kind of go back and look through the night um, the following day so that not a moment is missed and everything's covered so that by the time you're done and you have your phone back and you're relaxing, you can kind of relive the moment instantaneously, but you didn't have to do it in the moment because you were busy getting married. Okay, amazing. So you guys, I feel like this was like really, really helpful advice and like so relevant. So Megan, tell everybody, um, you know, where they can find you uh, if they want to hire you for, for their own wedding. Yeah, absolutely. So we are on Instagram at hitched with a hashtag. Uh, Same deal on Facebook. And if you have any questions, um, you can always DM us on Instagram or shoot me or just an email at hello at hitched with a hashtag dot com. And we love making new friends and engaging with people on and on on Instagram. So just don't hesitate to give us a follow and we'll chat. Yay, I love it. Um, So thank you so much for coming on the pod. If you have, uh, write down all that info about where Megan said you could find her. And, you know, if you have any other questions, you can always DM us and and we'll get in touch with her. Um, You can also visit lovestoriestv.com and search Hitch with the hashtag to see um, the professional wedding videos of the weddings that Megan has worked at to sort of like get a sense of the types of weddings, you know, that they're doing. And like I said, we also have this great blog post where we interviewed Megan just to learn more about how, 
you know, you can work with her. Um, and we just like, can't recommend it enough. I think that like, you, like you said at the beginning of the interview, it's like sort of the same reason that we are always telling people that they really should invest in their wedding video, which is like that it lasts, you know, mm. like there are some things that, you know, I would never tell people like not to get flowers or something like that. Like, <laughs> right. But it's like, it is really special. The things that do last forever. And those are the, your, you know, your professional wedding video and, and the photos from your photographer, but also like your social media photos. Like, like I said, like some of my favorite photos from my wedding are from our hashtag. And I just got lucky that my friends did a really good job, but I definitely didn't do anything to try to facilitate it, which if I could do it again, I would, you know what I mean? I would do that. Right. And that's exactly what Megan will do for you. So yeah. Yay. Okay. Thanks everyone. We will see you next time. Reminder to everyone listening out there, if you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com. You can DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv or ask it in our Slack group for brides-to-be and wedding pros, which you can join by going to bit.ly slash Slack. And if you have feedback about one of our answers, we definitely want to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels. Don't forget to subscribe to Love Stories Radio and leave us a review on iTunes. We love when people say nice things about us. And also, it helps other wedding lovers out there, like you, discover our show. And last but not least, are you a wedding pro? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com to get more info about how you can join our partner program, The Love Club. We help wedding pros build their brands and connect with a pipeline of customers on lovestoriestv.com and on our marketing channels, leveraging both the real wedding videos that feature their work and original content. So that's it. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.